ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as the men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industry building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. How are you, man? I'm great. Yourself? I have no complaints, brother. No complaints. That's good. Okay. Start asking you questions. I'm ready. Well, good. I just like want to welcome you to ATV Talk. And I'm Leonard Duncan, and, uh, and I'm interviewing uh, today. Eric got Paul Turner. What's it's up, baby? Paul, Paul Turner. Turner. <laughs> that was everybody. Uh, everybody's great on the West Coast. How about on the East Coast? It's good. A little rainy, but not too bad. Did, did you get that deck built today? I got a lot of it done, yes. No, I got to go back tomorrow. It's okay. You know, do you know what's scary is we're both sitting here looking at each other with glasses on. I know, because we're old. <laughs> 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 My daughter's pointing at me, too. This is great. Uh, you don't have a beer in your hand, though. Uh, dude, I haven't, I haven't drank in 20 years. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, I you know, crash on a motorcycle, it'll do it to you every time. That happens, you know what I mean? Exactly. I've crashed, crashed motorcycles myself. Not drunk, but I've crashed motorcycles. <laughs> well, I wasn't drunk either, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> so what's going on? Hey, why don't you tell me a little bit about um, how'd you get into off-road? Ooh. Say hi, Cookie. Hi. That's Leonard. That's Lenny Dunkey, Duncan. Who's that? That's, he is actually the brother of Lauren Duncan from Duncan Racing. <laughs> Travis and I's race team back in the day. They're the owners. Okay. okay. Good talk. <laughs> we got that all cleared up. We got that all cleared up. So let me think about this. So I wasn't allowed to have a motorcycle when I was growing up with my real dad. Um, but my dad passed at 13 when I was 13. So I said, you know, you know what? I'm, you know, I'd like to, to dangle in this little adventure. Um, and my, one of my best friends, um, Mark Stegman actually had a dirt bike and he's like, Hey man, you gotta get a dirt bike. So we can go riding down in the, there's, we had like this swamp area. We used to go riding that. Um, it's called the floods. So that was the nickname, the floods. So we used to go down there so I picked up a 1981 CR80. This is my first <laughs> dirt bike, right? Dual shocks. It was it was it was so funny. I, I think I got it for like three hundred dollars, and back then three hundred dollars was a lot of money, you know. Back then, right. you know. So I picked this thing up. I was so excited. All my friends are down in the floodplains, and uh, so I, I I raced down there to show all my friends my my new dirt bike. And I'm ripping through, and I forgot about the the area where it's like flooded and all muck. And I came ripping through Lenny, and <laughs> hit that thing and tumble over. Oh God, I got so hurt. It, but on my first day, it was great. But that's when I started, you know, getting into the motorcycle thing. And then him and I started tinkering with him, like doing top ends and and uh, you know doing clutches and see back. But back then, we didn't have the internet or YouTube to look at things to do things. So we had to take it apart slowly, you know, and 
lay it out, and then put it back together that way, you know? And that's how I basically learned how to start working on dirt bikes, you know, real slowly and laying things out like we do now. Everyone yeah, still does it. We, we, still, we still work on them the same way yeah, we yeah. did back in the day when we yeah. were teaching ourselves. Yep, yep. So that yep. you don't make mistakes. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know how you lay things out? Like you take it apart or you have bins, you put it in a bin and a bin and a bin. And that's how I was, you know, all, I taught myself that way, you know, and then it just happened that way even with 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 your brother your brother even taught me that too like hey you gotta lay all this out you know and i'm like yeah you're right you know so so that's how we pretty much got started and then it just progressed and progressed uh god man when i was 14 i got a when i was 14 i got a cr 125 uh an 84 cr 125 when i was 14 i started racing you like local races here in raceway park and um, Sleepy Hollow. I used to do a couple of those. And then I sold my 84 and I bought a 1987 CR125 from now who is my best friend, Mark Pillian. So we started racing together. Like we, we clicked off really well. And he had actually had a supercross track in his front yard and a motocross track in his backyard. And like Ricky Johnson came to his house and um God, who who else to all all uh, older people? Uh God, like Kurt McMillan. I don't know if you know who he is, but like all those guys used to come here and ride at his house, like all these famous pro riders, and I dude, I got hooked, man. You know, and I used to go to the pro races back in the day with, you know, O'Mara and Ron Lachine and all those guys. Yep. And uh you know, I, 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 you know, I just started getting out of like riding and I started getting into the more mechanical aspect of it. So at like 15, I was going to all these pro races and I'm a mechanic on the line at 15. So it was kind of, kind of cool. You know, I was, I was like the youngest mechanic basically on the circuit back then. So it, you know, and, and then I progressed and him and I went traveling for a couple of years and did the circuit and, uh, you know, then I got job, different jobs for other, started getting different jobs with other people and, learning but the, you know what the pay was horrible man it was only like i mean like 190 bucks a week you know to work on a dirt bike dude it just just it was, yeah they totally undervalue it yeah it just it wasn't you know it's the factory guys were making more obviously because i wasn't a factory guy i mean the closest thing i came to a factory was with keith bowen i worked for him for for a little for about nine eight nine months eight months i worked with him um for team tough and that we had like factory Suzuki support kind of. So we got some like a little bit of things here and there, but you know, I never really got into the whole factory factory side of it. You know, I always wanted to, but I really never got into that side, but then I, you know, progressed into that. And, and uh, God, I don't even know how, dude, I, I did it from 15 till I was about to, I met Travis. Basically I was traveling. You know, and in between the races, I would actually landscape to make some money. So I, I was been a landscaper since I was 16. So I used to cut lawns and do like bushes and all that during the week, come home, work on dirt bikes. You know what I mean? Yep. And then, you know, go racing. You know, I've always worked two jobs my whole life, man. I've always done like a normal job and then mechanicing too, you know, and do testing and all that too on the side. You know, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little later with Travis. I mean, but, well, know. yeah. You know, so, but, so how did you meet Travis? I met, oh my God, that's funny you say that. 
So my my bet one of my other close friends, my friend Doug Benson, him and I went to high school together, but we started riding too, and we started um, like riding all the time. And he he's a physical therapist, so him and Travis went to school together. So Doug would talk about this kid, and I'm like, all right. So Dougie Dougie and I. Um, got a shore house down in Belmar, New Jersey. And uh, a good time, by the way. Um, so Travis came over to, to see Doug. So Travis and I started talking. And Travis was like, hey, you, you want to work on a quad? I go, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> I go, he goes, four-wheeler? Yeah, you know, because I'm a dirt bike guy. You know what I mean? So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll look at it, dude. You know, I'll, I'll look at it. He's like, all right. So like a week later, he's like, hey, you know, can you help me do a top end on it? I'm like, I guess I'll, you know, I've done a million of them, two strokes, and how, how hard can it be? So he brings it over. I look at this thing. I'm like, dude, this thing's the biggest piece of junk I've ever seen in my life. Now, this is before he wrote for you. So he was riding for Burgard back then. Yep. So he had this freaking not, not very well built quad. And I'm looking at it. And I'm like, dude, I can make it. You know, it hears in my head. I'm like, dude, I can make this thing way better. I mean, because I was making, go back to the motocross side. I actually made one of the first graphic hits for a dirt bike with um, Ray Somo, actually, or FMF. I made a full-blown FMF, like, logo sticker kit. It was all yellow and red, and I had, like, all the sponsors on it with FMF on the shroud. Dude, it, it was I, – I used contact paper, and I put it all over the, all over the plastics, and then I used um, clear, and I cleared all the plastic with it. Dude, I got – it went on the magazines. It went – dude, they went nuts when I, when I pulled that thing out of the box. Man. So just to say I was, you know – so I had this, like, this – I guess, you know, my thought of like... You, so your ADD was really bad then. Oh, yeah, dude, bad. Yeah. So I just, you know, I'm looking at this quad and I'm like, dude, this thing needs some help, man. So, and I started asking questions with Travis and this and that. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to... This is right when he was signing with you guys. So he's like, hey, I'm, I'm signing with Duncan Racing and, you know, I'm going to need some help. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I said, dude, I'm here. I'll help you out, you know? <laughs> So he went uh, with the first year he went with Keen. Yep. And with you, right? With you? Uh, I did it. I did the open bike. Keen he did the did open the, bike, right? Keen yeah. did the um, 250. He did the 250. You did the Banshee, right? Yep. Or, yep. Right. So, and then um, who did we have? It was uh, Freddie, right? That drove it? Yep. From, uh, from Virginia, Dunker. right? Yeah. Fred, uh, what? Who? Uh, Fred Dunker. Yeah, Dunker, right, right. So we had him, you guys had him um, traveling with Mark, I guess because he worked for him, right, at, in the shop? I don't know. I don't um, remember that, those all details. Yeah, I remember. I think I he think, worked with him I think in, he, in his I think he shop. did. I think he rented a trailer from Mark. Yeah, or something like that, yeah. He's funny. That guy was funny. So, you know, the, so you, he, you guys gave him a practice bike, I'm pretty sure. So I would work on the practice bike with him and – we would start riding here and there. You know, I'd go with him. He's like, hey, I'm going to the farm where he was practicing. Remember the farm? We was talking about the farm. Yep. That's, I went there forever. Before I even knew Travis, I was going to the farm. And he's like, hey, I got this place called the farm. Like, I've been there. 
been there 10 years before you were even there, bro. <laughs> so he's like, oh, you know what it is? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're Carl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll meet you down there. So, you know, then we started tinkering and then he started showing me some things about the quad and I'm like, all right, I'm learning more and more. And then I guess something happened the one year with, uh, with Keen. He couldn't go or something happened. Yeah, he, so had, had, a, he had an issue with his wife, I believe, and he, right. uh, and, a, and a child, and he couldn't, he just couldn't, he couldn't make go it. to the one race in High Point. So I drove all the way down to Keene's, and then I, I didn't stop, and I drove all the way to Mount Morris from his house. One shot. I drove straight there, and the bike was in pieces. So um, it's funny. I wish Shane Hitt was here because he remember we would remember this. So the bike's in pieces. And I'm, I have to put the thing together. I've never done it before. So I'm like, I'm like, dude, I put, I'm like, what the front end? I'm like, so I'm like, ah, I'll figure it out. So I'm like, this, nah, that's what, all right, do this, that. I, I put the quad together. Meanwhile, that freaking West Virginia hit, Shane hit, was sitting in the lawn chair watching me put this thing together. And he walks over after I'm done. He goes, man, I can't believe you put that thing together. I could have done a million dollars out of that. You couldn't get that thing put together. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He goes, he goes, I, I'm telling you, man, there was no chance you're putting that thing together. And he started looking at it. And he's like, man, you ain't bad, bro. <laughs> so I think I got a, a lot of respect that day from him. You know what I mean? And right. Actually, him and I hit it off that day. And we've been close friends ever since. So... Yeah, so I had to do that whole thing, which was uh, – we did pretty good, I think, then, too. I stayed and helped them mechanic. Then right. I, that's where I got hooked into doing the ATV stuff. And I did, did – Did Lauren show up to that race? Or was it just you two? I think LD did not. No, yeah. I don't remember. We got to ask him. How did you get hooked up with, with Lauren? It's from Travis. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, just uh, Travis needing help, and, you, and Travis just said, "Hey, you call him because I'm busy." Yeah, well, yeah, I, you know, he just said, "Hey, I got this guy Paul. He's helped me out." And so then Lauren called me, and we talked, and you know, I guess you know, I guess he trusted me. I guess I don't even know. To be honest with you with that, but and I was kind of. I mean, it was cool. I mean, I remember going out with him. The, to the races for the first time and we went out to this Mexican bar and I guess Lauren doesn't or LD doesn't drink much and he had this big old freaking margarita boy he was a toasty one boy <laughs> he was looped up man and he started telling us all this stuff and I was like oh okay all right all right so yeah, he's telling me about his IROC he had and uh, you know I, I don't want to get in I don't want to get into details with stuff but yeah he's telling me. but it right. was it was it was cool, you know, it was cool, you know, and then um, that's, I think that's the year he was doing like Banshees too, I think, because we, the, the year we won the championship, he wasn't running the Banshee. We just, nope. we just, we just stuck with the 250R. Just the Lobos. Right. So that's the year he won the open class and the Banshee. Yep. In, in TT and motocross, I think we won the whole thing. Right. And then I think he got what, third overall, I think, before we went with you? Third or fourth? No, eighth. He got eighth overall. That's right, because his number was eight. So he was eighth national, nationally ranked. Something happened. He had, I think he had a couple DNFs. That's what was happening. He was getting DNFs. He was getting pissed because he was DNFing. 
And then he's like, you got to come to the races with me. I'm like, all right, I'll start coming. So we started coming and we started doing good. And then our momentum pulled us through the, the next year. So we did a bunch of testing, you know, um, that year. And in 90, it was 99, 98, 98, beginning of 98, because we won in 2000. So 98, yeah. So we did a bunch. We started doing testing with Halleck and we started doing the shock testing and all that through after the season, through the winter. Him and I tested through the winter, like, because it didn't snow, but it was cold, but the ground didn't freeze down where he lived. So we were riding through the winter and we would go to North Carolina. Huh? Which never happens. Which never happens. Right. It never happens. It always snows. Then we would go to like North Carolina. Like we would take weekend trips and go like go racing and win that. So we started like winning and having this like momentum going into the season. Yep. And then that's when we started freaking clicking hard, man. It was cool. So yeah, I don't know. It was, it was fun, you know, but you know, that's when LD, then I, I think our first race was in Macon, I think, right? Macon, Georgia. Might've been. I, th- I don't remember because Freddie drove the box van to California. Or was it you? You drove the box no, van? I didn't, I didn't no, go did, that, right? that year in 2000. I didn't go because I was having personal difficulties. Right, right. Okay. So, so Freddie drove the box van to me. And then I took the box van from the first race. And we, I drove to all the races then. Yeah, you kept it back there, didn't you? Yeah, I kept it back here, right. Because so I can have parts and keep Travis. Because we had a big meeting about it with LD. Like, hey, I need to have stuff here to keep him together because he's just blowing everything up. And Yeah, he you know, was just riding to, the shit into the ground. Oh, dude, yeah. And he, the thing is, too, is I think it's because I was like, like hyper, but I got stuff done, you know, and he liked that. Travis liked that stuff. So I always, you know, I'm like, oh, let's just get it done. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, I blew up. All right, dude. So it's a funny story. So there's a, there's a highway called the Parkway down here, which runs from my house down to the shore. So he lives down the shore. I live up north, right? He goes north and south. He would call me at the farm. Hey, I blew the bike up. I'm like, okay, meet me at the rest area at 110 in the rest area. Dude, I would meet him there with the box man. We would, <laughs> I changed a freaking motor in 15 minutes in his bike, and then he would go riding again. And then I'm like, all right, I'll see you later, and I go back home. So, I mean, it just happened several times. And then I would have to ship that motor to LD. LD would put a top end in it or something, or he would send me the top end, you know, give me the okay, because I always had to ask with him, is it okay if I put a top end in? You know how he is. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. I know how he is. <laughs> and I think that he respected me because I always called first. And I always asked him, hey, can I take a part out of such and such? You know, cause he's like, absolutely, Paul. Write it down so then we can, I can send it to you and put it back in a box fan. He was very organized in that, which he taught me a lot about that. You know, he taught me a lot about organization and he taught me, you know. Dude, I work, I've been working for him for 30 years and he's still teaching me organization. <laughs> Maybe one of these days it'll catch. Yeah. Yeah. He's, dude, he's, he's. I got a lot of respect for, for Lauren. I got a lot of respect. Um, I give him a lot. Him and, and Wayne Hinson are the two people that I really give the most respect to. Um, and Mark Pillion, my other buddy, um, for my, like my life and my, you know, my mechanicing and what I know and, you know, how I do it and, and the way it should be done right, you know. And it's well, always, there, uh, there is a method to success. Yeah. And how you work on things, 
determines how it's going to come out and yeah. how you're taught to lay it out. You know, right. you know, Lauren and I have to, you know, give a big thank you to our pops because yeah. he's the one that that taught us the method. Right, right. Yeah, pops, pops is the man, by the way. He's oh man. yeah, I think I think Lauren refined pops it. the man. <laughs> oh, he is, dude. He is. He's, he's still got more knowledge than all three of us sitting here. <laughs> right. Well, hey, you, I still bring him things to fix that we break. Do you really? Yes. I thought he's done. I thought he stopped doing it anymore. No, dude. He still works. Uh, he's still in the shop? He's not in the shop, though. Yeah, he goes and works with Lauren at the motor shop. Really? Uh, yeah, three to six hours a day. No way. Yep. And then comes home and and goes into his garage where his Tormac is and works on things that he wants to work on. No kidding. Good yeah. God bless him, man. He's still he going. Huh? YouTube videos on he how does? to make parts. Yeah. All the time. Every really? night watching YouTube videos. <laughs> he's so he do, he's computer savvy now too. That's That's good. He smokes me on the computer. Really? Yeah. Uh, see, I like that stuff. See, that's unbelievable. Great. I like you that. He's 84. When yeah. he was 79, he was diagnosed with cancer. Right. Yeah, I knew that. I was gonna bring that up, but I knew, yeah, I knew Yeah, that. well, that's when he told Lauren and I, he goes, Hey, I want to buy this machine. And we said, sure, dad, it's a home yeah. CNC mill. Yeah. No problem. Hey, yeah. dad, you know how to use it? Oh, no, not really. YouTube. <laughs> That's what he said. YouTube. YouTube. Really? Yeah. And wow. So he started watching YouTube videos and he went and took some uh, classes. Right, right. He went from the beginner class to the advanced class because he knew okay. more than all the other students. No way. Really? Yeah. Funny you say that. I used to actually work on CNC machines too on the, on, for, for a little bit. I worked for a company called Maruka, um, uh, Morisikis. You know Morisiki, right? Yes. They're one of the best machines around. Mazak and Morisiki were the two that were like the best in the in the world or whatever. So I used I worked. Ooh, wow! I worked for this company called Maruka for God two years, three years. And I was actually when I was helping Travis too in that. That's when I I, I get out of the, like the uh, landscaping and I started doing that. So that I was traveling with that and doing Travis's stuff too. Um, but yeah, I did that. Dude, dude that was, dude, that's some, wow. Those machines are freaking awesome. I used to do turbine alignments and spindle changes and, you know, new machines. And I used to have to level out all the new machines and put, you know, 240 to them. And oh, dude, yeah. It was, uh, it was a heck of a, heck of a little like learning experience. I learned a little bit about like, uh, Little uh, like computering, you know, trying to type it in to make a part and all that. But dude, yeah. it's wicked, dude. You got to know your math, dude. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's there's way more into it than I could even uh, think of. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that smart. I can do. I'm good with my hands when it comes to that part. Yeah, let somebody else do that. Well, it's a little well yeah, I, I I can run the machine when I don't have to program it. Yeah, exactly. You know? you know, it's funny because this is a funny story. I, when I worked with Suzuki um, and I was, I was in California for a while, um, I, went to, I went to Wayne Henson's um, shop and he's got all these hoses, right? And he's got a mill and the things like go rah, rah, making all this noise. And I'm, look, I go, Wayne, I said, your ball screw is going to, your ball joints on your ball screws are going to go. 
He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, they're going to go. The battery's going to go on that ball screw like any day. He's like, I just got them replaced, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, they didn't put the right tolerance in, in the screw because you have to tighten them and put a tolerance on them mm-hmm. to keep the tolerance right. I'm like, the guy did not do the job right. Sure as crap. The, <laughs> the next three hours I left, it went down. <laughs> the, uh-huh. the bearings went on the ball screw. I was oh. like, he called me up, you son of a gun. Da, da, da. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't go back and fix it for him? No. I'm like, I'm like, call him up, man. That's warranty, buddy. I said, <laughs> they're going to have to give him a whole new ball screw now because he stretched it. The guy, he stretched it out. So now the machine, the tolerance isn't going to be right. So when you're drilling, it's going to be crooked. You know what I'm saying? Because of the tolerance. So it's got to be right. I'm like, weren't your parts off? He's like, hey, you know, my parts were off. I'm like, yeah, dude, that's because of that. You know, that's Z axis. So Z is this way. So if it's crooked, it's going in an angle. It's not going to, it's not going to mill right. Yeah, it's not doing what it's got. Yeah, yeah. So it's very crucial on that part of, you know, when you're doing those machines to do, to make it right, you know? I mean, you got to get them down to the tenth. It's, retor- it's like ridiculous what you had to how how perfect they had to be, you know. But so, then so the other funny story with, with Wayne too, real quick. So he has he has a, a Morisiki lathe, uh, a Morisiki lathe, right? So he was having a problem with his programmer, and his programmer stole all the programs from him because he fired him. So he and he locked all the machines on Wayne, so Wayne couldn't figure out how to unlock them. So I'm like, oh, that's easy. You go to the parameter, da, 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 go like that. And he's like, oh my god, dude, all my machines work. I'm like, yeah, your machines work. <laughs> and he had to unlock all the machines for him. He was like, you're the best, Paul. I'm like, thanks. I, 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 I had to go in the notes up in my attic to get that though. That was yeah. I had to go up and get my little. I have a briefcase up there with all of that stuff. I had to go up there and get that out. <laughs> we figured it out. We figured it out. So he was like so happy. So, but, so you know what. Uh, we haven't talked about your past uh, Travis Spader time, but mm-hmm. out of all the racing that you've done and all of the co- competing that you've done, where is your your fondest memory or one of the races that 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 just sticks to you? <laughs> now, maybe that you think about more often than not. Well, let's see. Let me think about this. What year is it? Two thousand now? Yeah, twenty twenty. So 20 years ago, I think I won a championship for Duncan Racing. <laughs> well, that's that's a season thing. How about a race? Winning Loretta, going and winning that championship at Loretta's, man. That was that was uh well, winning the championship. Okay, my favorite race, I'll have to admit you, because I've never won at Loretta's. Travis didn't win that race at Loretta's. We DNF'd. Not DNF, but we we um yeah, did we DNF? The final round? Yeah, the final round, something happened to the bike the first on the first race. So we didn't we we were winning and he, he got like a fourth, but it's it it felt like the, the motor was going on it or something. Mm-hmm. So I had to swap motors out. So I didn't win that. My fondest race was with Chad. Oh god, what year was it though? With Chad Meaning, because I worked for Ch- I worked for Chad for three years. Um he won Loretta's, and that was the first time I've ever won Loretta's. And he gave me the um, the champagne bottle for that. So that's probably one of my best fondest memories of that. I always wanted to win Loretta's, and I never won. I came so close to winning the damn thing with all my riders, but they always biffed it. 
Like, Loretta's got that curse, like Doug Gus breaking his leg. He could have won the championship. He broke his leg. Gary Denton, the same thing, you know. That's probably one of my fondest ones. And winning that $5,000 with Travis, too, with, at that TT race was pretty cool, too. That was pretty awesome, too. Yeah, and blowing up on the last lap and him freaking rolling in with, on the last lap. <laughs> that was pretty a fond memory. Of those, are, those are the two fond memories of me. Well, race. that race, that 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 failure spawned a modification in, in the yeah in the works in the machine work yep. that yep. we still use today. Mm-mm. Really? Yep. See, there you go. See, I fix everything. Well, I mean, that's what racing and testing does. Is <laughs> oh yeah, is, yeah. Is, is develop new parts. I'll tell you what, man. Your brother with that cylinder, that first cylinder we have, PC two thousand cylinder. Oh my God, that was his baby, bro. I used to have to overnight that thing after right after the race, take it off. If I, if I didn't ship that thing on Monday, oh my God, he was so mad at me. <laughs> like, I'm like, Lord, I couldn't get there. He's like, I don't care. Next time you need to get, there. all right, Lord, I'll get there. All right. All right. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, all the development that was going into oh, that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I, agree. I, I, I would bet if you calculate the hours that you tested, the hours that he worked on it, and all the drawing and all the information that went into that, I bet you he still hasn't recovered the money. Oh, probably. Absolutely not. There's no way. There's no way. No, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, the testing we did was unreal with that thing. You know, unreal. It's great I don't think he started hey, selling them. I don't think he started selling them until after the championship was won. Yeah. No, we weren't. No, because he didn't have them ready yet. He wanted to make sure that they're liable before he put them on the market, which I, I totally agree with him, you know? So we were, you know, we were doing the best we can for him to, to, to make it happen, you know, doing all the testing. Tell you what, we did. God, we did so much testing that year with A-Arms, with Doug, and with Mike Halleck, and the, the shocks, and Axis shocks, and Ricky Strickland, and all that. It was, that was, that was a heck of a year, man. A lot of work, a heck of a year. I think Almost I lost my it. wife. <laughs> Girlfriend at the time, but almost lost my girlfriend or my wife at the time. Well, thank God you didn't, right? No, I didn't. No, she stuck with me. She's she's great. I don't know. You here, hon? No, she's not here. That that uh, that year still brings fond memories, and and you and Travis are obviously super close still. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we, I mean, that guy was his best man at his wedding, so. I mean, we, we, I, I must've talked, I must talk to him like three times a week. I talk to him still this day, you know, go to his house and his house is gorgeous. His new house. Oh man. How far oh, did he live from you? Uh, he's about an hour and 20 minutes from me. It's not far. He's not far, but he lives right on the beach and he's not on the beach. Well, lives by the beach. He lives on the water though, on, on the bay now. Right. And he just bought it like two years ago and he put, so much freaking money into his backyard, dude. It's it's freaking gorgeous, man. And I'm happy for him. I'm proud of him. Because he worked hard for it all. You know, he he put his head down with all that physical therapy and racing and you know, get, getting his masters, you know, living with me. He actually lived with me for a long time in my house, you know, because his college was only a half hour from my house instead of two hours from his house, you know. Nice. <clears throat> so he would rent a room for my mom and I mean it was only like a hundred bucks a month, but whatever. He didn't, you know. But uh you know, then we became really close then because when he was living with me, we were, you know, he would, we would build my room, hanging, playing video games until like three, like 
2.30 in the morning, I'll be like, oh man, I got to study for a test. And he would go downstairs and study for a test and still get a freaking, like an A on it because he's so freaking smart, you know? <laughs> it kills me, man. I, you know, meanwhile, my other buddy, Dougie, that I was telling about before, he would study for the same test for like three weeks and he would get like a D on it. And he would get so mad at Travis because he would figure it out. Because <laughs> Travis has got such a, his mind is so like trained. He's got a mind memory. He, he can see something and he'll remember it, you know? And I think that's what helped him in racing, helping him, you know, finding the right line and, the, and you know, the right speed and where to be in and all that, you know, he, he was really meticulous with that, you know, and we really worked hard on that too. With like, you know, all the little, little details, you know, where we can pick a second up here or a half a second there. And he would work on it and he would do it and he'd pick it up, you know, and then we would, See, back then, too, we didn't have, like, we just started getting into the the phones and videoing. Mm -hmm. So we would slow-mo, like, the shock to see what it's doing. And and then we would tell Halleck, okay, Halleck, we need, you know, like, 10% more of this. And now, okay, all right, so we would ship shocks back and forth overnight. Oh, it was crazy what we were doing. So then we would go testing the next day on them. Okay, Travis, how did it feel? All right, well, we need a little, all right, send them back. All right, so I would take them off and we'd send them back. Oh, we had, like. Lots of money. Oh, yeah, I think we had four sets of shocks going overnighting through the whole week. Like, it would just keep rotating. I would be at FedEx. I got to be best friends with the FedEx ladies. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, you're here again? I'm like, yep. Oh, you got your little gun case. Yep, sure do. Because <laughs> we had a little yellow, that little, remember that yellow gun yes. case we had with all for the shocks? Yep. Yeah. So we had that. We were just back and forth, back and forth. I could buy like three of them, and then we would just. So it was cool. Do you ever, do you, do you ever see, uh, hear from Halleck at all anymore? Or? Dude, I, dude, where is he? Have you? I don't know. I have no he idea. In, he was in uh, Utah. Okay. For a bit, and then I don't know where he is now. Dude, I have no clue. Is he still working for that snowmobile company? Or I had no clue, man. No, he tried, I he tried to work for a suspension company for a while. Yeah, for, for um, dang it. I forgot what they were called, but it was like a snowmobile company. That he was doing yeah, and, then, and, and then I don't, I don't know. Did he? I don't know. Did he get a divorce? Do you I know? have no idea. Yeah, see, I don't either. Ask LD. He might know. I don't think he does either. He doesn't know. Nope. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Roll know. I don't think Doug Roll knows either. I don't know. Doug might know. Actually, no. I saw Doug two years ago. Suspension company because Robbie Mitchell raced works. Right. Robbie Mitchell rode the A arms and shocks that Halleck developed at that company. Uh-huh. And then right after Robbie started running it, this was a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be at least five, six years ago. Uh it was it was two or three years ago. Okay. And then Robbie th- then Halleck quit working for him. Oh really? Yep. He developed it all and then disappeared. You said he was gonna do that. He told me one. He said, "You know, one day I'm just going to disappear." Like, what do you mean? It's like I'm just going to disappear. So I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> disappear." So, so in your career as as being a mechanic, uh, who else? Who else have you worked for? You mentioned oh. Travis Spader. You mentioned uh, Chad. And- Chad Meenan. I worked for um, Thomas Brown, Pat Brown, and I've worked for the one and only Doug Gust for sure. Um, I worked with him and I've also um, built bikes and worked with uh, Jeremiah Jones too. When they, they both of them were on Team Suzuki. And I also helped um, Jeremy Lawson 
uh, built him a couple of bikes when he, when he, back in the day when he was uh, support riding for us for Suzuki. Um, God dang it. How was the Suzuki time? <laughs> they were fun. <laughs> yeah, they were fun. We, um, the LTZ 400 was a challenge. It was short lived too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a challenge. Um, I don't know, but I don't even know if I can tell you everything, but no, I probably can't tell you that stuff. But um, Ryan Cox and I and Ricky Strickland had our, we definitely had our hands full with that thing. I mean, I was changing motors every freaking moto, like literally, I would change a motor because we'd have so much power in them that they wouldn't last more than 30 minutes. So if we had a red flag, we got extremely nervous <laughs> because they would fish. So, but we, we put some power into them. I mean, we put max power. I mean, Wayne Hinson, you know, um, Clark Jones was involved in that too. Um, you know, Yoshimira, Don from Yoshimira, we were like all involved in that thing. And whew, I would think it was a lot of work, man. I, if I had never see a, a, a LTZ 400 again, I'm okay with it. Bro. <laughs> I can tell you that. <laughs> but it was fun. I mean, it was, a, it was a challenge. It was a learning experience. Um, well, when you transition to the LTR, the fuel injection. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, better, we had that. We had that bike before anybody had that bike. You know, obviously you knew that. Everybody knew that. Right. We had that thing almost a half a year before, probably like eight months before it even came to the USA. I had two of them here. And those Jeremiah, Jeremiah and Doug would go testing out in Washougal, Washington, Washougal, with, it, with, with the Japanese guys and really testing. And Doug would go fly to Japan like he would he wouldn't tell anybody he'd just disappear for a couple of days and go to Japan and do testing in Japan for this thing so he had a lot a lot of say in that whole in that bike man a lot you know and they asked us questions too you know we had meetings and asked us questions on what would you want in it and what would you do so you know Ryan and I would tell him that, you know that thing I'm gonna say hi to Lauren Duncan no come over say Lauren's not here Oh, come say, come say hi to Lenny. No, come say hi to Lenny. Hi, Lenny. How no, are come you? over here. Hi, how are you? Come back. Huh? Come Just got home from work. Um, yeah, so it was it was cool. It was... Uh, you don't have no secrets you're going to let up, are you? It was cool. Nothing, nothing you're going to... Being cool and, and, and you, you got to give me something here. What do you want? <laughs> I don't know. You got you, you got something, and I, I can tell your face is turning red. There's something you you got to say about them. It was. Uh, well, I can do. I can tell. <laughs> it was a little stressful the first race with us with the new LTZ or LTR. I mean, yep. We had no parts three days before the first race, zero. And Suzuki actually shipped parts overnight in a seat crate for us to have parts. I was, I was, that was amazing that that happened. I mean, like boxes and boxes of parts. I, like, I mean, I'm talking from plastics to bolts to motors to everything came in one shot. We're like, oh my God. And that was all because of Mr. Henson. I can tell you that. I think he flipped out on everybody. That was a, that was a cool little thing. You know, Ryan, that, that LTR was a work of art. 
at the time. You know, that thing was phenomenal. Heavy. So we had some work to do. You know, we were slowly figuring it out, you know. But um, didn't, didn't a little bit of the weight help it work better? I, I do. I agree. I totally agree on that. Kept the, kept it on the ground and kept it. Yeah. Kept the, kept the only the power thing I didn't ground. like about them is they had a lot of frame drag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we fi- you can fix that. That wasn't it. The problem was is the, the, the back in the day, the linkages weren't right. You know, they, we, we tested a lot of different types of linkages, you know, for that. You know, actually, Ricky was working with us too, Ricky Strickland. We hired him. Um, he was working for some shot company, and then we hired him full time. So we really started figuring stuff out with that, with the um, you know the points on the on the on the on the swing arm and on the linkage and where to put it. And we were doing stuff like that. I don't know. I like I didn't really like that bike. The only problem was once we blew that third gear. Oh boy, that was a problem. After that, they really that yeah, they never bike, did figure that out. No, no. I, I just think it was the the dogs are too. They were too thin. You know, the, the dogs that when they when they click in, they were just too thin. They weren't. They didn't have the the beefiness like the Yamaha. Yamahas are so beefy, and you don't ever have a problem with that. Right. You know that's, that's a good, that Yamaha motor is a good motor. Yeah, that Yamaha motor is a great motor, man. They really did. They they listened. They listened to what Bill and I and Pat Brown had to say. They really listened to us when they had, we had a meeting about that whole thing you know they you know they which was good because they really made a nice bike man that yamaha is a nice bike easy to work yeah. on you know it is for the most part it really is yeah like the old style yamaha that's the one thing i had to complain about um was you know how hard it was to work on you know it had like 39 bolts take plastic off that's like absolutely ridiculous Right, you know, now, yeah. and then they had the little easy clips. Yeah, now they had easy clips, and you know, four, four at the front plastics off, four the rear plastics off. You know what I mean? They really made it everything just so much easier to work on it. You know, right. you can have the plastic off in three minutes to wash it. You know, and that's what's when I said time. I said you guys got to think about time with anything with anybody. You know, you you want to have this this stuff come off quickly. You know, and balance said the same said the same thing. It's like yeah, man, you got to have you know this this and this. And, you know. But no, going back to Suzuki, it was, it was, it was fun. You know, we did, we, we had a lot of fun. I did the only, the only downfall was when, when JJ got hurt, that really just put a, put a knife in our whole season, you know, with that whole thing, you know, but. Uh, yeah, my yeah. retired, my rider retired on the spot right then. He did, huh? Yeah. Tavis came. Yeah. Oh yeah. Tavis. Right. Yeah. Retired. He was up in he was up in the Northern California fighting a uh, working with the firefighters because he was yeah. changing out the uh, porta potties and uh, doing some sanitation work and I got him on the phone on a fluke and we were talking yeah. and that came up in the conversation and he goes yeah I'm done hung up the phone and uh, that was it really he's just done huh yeah just done right then. Hey, that's one heck of a family there, by the way. The Kane family. Oh yeah, I loved them. Those people were awesome, man. That's Mr. Kane was the man. I miss that guy a lot. <laughs> yeah, he was a good dude. Yeah, we had some we had some great conversations back in the day with him. He was he was a heck of a heck of a guy, man. If you ever talk to him, tell him I said hi, please, because I'm trying to I'm trying to get Tavis to uh 
come on the podcast. Oh, really? Oh, cool. I just, yeah, that'd be cool. He, he's a little reluctant to, uh, for some, whatever reason to take the, to, to, to take the hook. Oh, Tavis, get up the damn iPad. Get on the freaking thing and do it. Would you please make sure you send that to him? Come on. This is, this is, it's just about talking, man. That's all it's about. You know, like I was the first, I mean, go back to JJ. I was the first one there. I saw, you know, and he's like, you know, he told me some things and I was like, I'm like, just don't move, don't move. You know, and the racing going on, Joe Bird and freaking Doug were going at it, you know? And, uh, I was working for Doug and I, I looked at Cox. I said, Cox, just stay with him, you know? And or I, actually, I didn't say that. I said, I'm going to stay with him with you. <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> stop. I'm doing an interview. Get out of here. Um, the, uh, Cox is like, no, man, you got to go. You know, we had our head things on and Wayne's like, dude, he's like, Paul, Ryan's got it. You got to go take care of Doug. I'm like, okay, all right, all right. So, you know, I went and I, you know, that race was uh, completely numb to me, completely. Like after that, I actually would go up every day when, because he got hurt at Unadilla and it's about three hours from here. And I would go every day to the hospital from here, from my house. I would go up there for a couple hours and stay with him. And then I would come home and go back up for like two weeks I, until he went home. You know, I, I, I made sure I was there and, and Cox stayed there for a while too, for a good week too. So, I mean, uh, that was scary, but I'll tell you what, man, JJ is freaking doing fantastic, man. So I'm super pumped for him. And he's, you know, he's representing uh, Henson at the races and he's got his own little race team now. And, you know, he's, it, I'm I'm amazed that he's still going racing. You know, his dad hasn't gone to a race since, dude. You know that, right? No, I didn't know. Oh, that. Yeah, his old man has not been to one race at all. I think he went to one race, and that was it. He went to some. I was at a race, and he came to one, and then I, I've ne- he has never been back ever. So, like just like Tavis, you know, they just some people can't some people can't handle it you know he just yeah tavis just turned it off and yeah. i know he rides dirt bikes uh, um, now and yeah, uh, kids are riding now too i think i saw on the facebook his kids are starting to ride 50s yes. yeah to ride yeah. and his buddy said that i've been dealing with has been uh, buying some parts and tavis <laughs> has been giving him some stuff and uh, oh, cool. bad. and and he's trying to two stroke or four stroke four stroke Ah, Honda. Now we need two stroke back, buddy. Well, Listen, we got to build a we got to build a Travis Spader Spader replica pal. That's what we got. That's what we got to do. But got I want stock plastic. <laughs> I don't want I don't want this Meyer crap on it. <laughs> yeah, you know how hard it is to find stock plastic, and you know how much you can find it. Someone's got it out there. I'm not worried about it. Are you going to bankroll it? No, Lauren's going to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to send the bill to him. But, hey, listen, let's just build it and send him a bill. That's what that's what Travis and I used to do. We just send him a bill. He would pay it. That's all. That's it. And he was like, what's this for? It's, it's just because. Okay. And he would pay it. You guys are a lot luckier than I am. Oh, dude. He, let me tell you something. He treated us right, dude. I have to admit. You guys treated us right. Anything we needed you guys had it and, and and I'm grateful for it big time. You know, I didn't have to take a, uh, a penny out of my pocket, you know, and if I did, Lauren would tell me, Hey, what do I owe you? And, and I, there would be a check in the mail the next day. So I was pretty, pretty happy about that. 
you know, because you know how that is. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, you know how that is. So, I mean, yeah, I, you know. I work so, for my fair share. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, I, I don't even want to get into it. You know how you and I feel about some things. Oh, totally. You know, I mean, there's not you're never going to find a, a rider or a team owner that's as passionate as you are. She's never yeah. going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and if you get a rare occasion where your rider or your team owner is as passionate as you, <laughs> there's always an element missing because somebody's not doing their part, you know? Right. right. I mean, that's why that Suzuki team was like the dream team because everybody was on point. I mean, Wayne had that, that team on point, man. He was just, awesome you know and it's the same thing with Duncan Racing with me and Travis like you and and, and LD we were on point dude. we were all clicking had a team you know what I mean yep. so if that's how you win championships if you're clicking you, you you win championships you know you have to be organized and you have to have you know the right parts you can't skimp out on things you have to do it right because if you do it you know the wrong way you're never going to win you know, well, just, every time that somebody wants to save a nickel. Yeah. It's not worth know, it. You just lost. Yeah. It's not. Hey, everybody out there, it's not worth it. I'm trying, I'm telling you that right now because down the line, you're going to save that nickel and a month and a half from now, it's going to break. And then you're down 10 nickels because it's going to cost you 10, 10 times as much. Right. You know? Right. It's like when I say, Hey, you need this in your motor, you pretty much need it because I know it's going to fail sooner or later. Well, it's just like Lauren, Lauren gets a rap that he's expensive and he's not expensive. He's preventative. He's putting things in your engine that are, that are, they're, they're not failing yet, but they're going to. And with all those new parts, you better replace them now. So you don't have to come back in six months and do it. I agree. I totally agree with it. I mean, I mean, I I mean, our budget was, people don't even understand our budget with Suzuki. It was, a lot of money man i can't say how much it was but it was a lot of money but we used to put new stuff in those bikes every race i mean everything nuts bolts uh i mean linkages to everything everything we were were pitted next to you guys at the great outdoor games remember that oh yeah 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 i couldn't believe the stack of new plastics yeah I know you came over and said something to me, actually. I remember that. You came over to me. You're like, really? I'm like, what? He's like, that many new plastics? Every race, bro. What? Every race. They want these bikes looking brand new. Every race. We used to get plastic away. Remember? We were, that's yeah. why we had to pay people, because I would take the plastic off of Doug's bikes, and Doug would sign it, and I would give it to a young kid, you know, like a little kid, you know? You know, and that dude, they're out there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't put the, give the hoods away, but I can get the plastics away. You know, number plates, you know, where I used to rip off the, uh, the graphic kits because we used to put those on. You know, I mean, that, that was every race. We got, we got graphic kits. I had one freaking goddamn set of plastics the whole year for Lauren Duncan, and I made it look beautiful all year. Dude, I, I did it with Eichner all those years. We got yeah. one set of plastics. One set. LD, one set, LD, one set. Come on, This LD. is what kills me is I watch guys – go through three or four rear fenders a year because they break at the heel guards. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I made that one set of plastics. Live. Yep. And what I had to do because I wasn't getting another rear yep. fender. I made different brackets to help it. So it wouldn't bend and break and oh, dude, I would shave it. 
you know, when Travis was brewing it, I would, I would buff it out, you know, I would sandpaper and buff it out. Yep. And a heat gun. Heat gun. Yep. And get it to get it soft again. So then you could maybe get some shine or get the decal to stick better. Pop the glow on the the bad boy and let's go, baby. Yep. There you go. Pop the glow doesn't work, everybody. Pop the glow doesn't work, just so you know. <laughs> it did then. It did then, though. Did not then. Oh, here's my trick. <laughs> well, what about Pledge? Oh, Pledge was fantastic. Yeah. You know, you know? Come on. That was great for mud races, too. Pledge and baby oil was the best yeah. for that, you know? See, that's the other yeah. thing, too, is like our mud setup, man. People didn't, didn't know how to do mud setup, right? So Travis and I, we actually tested in the mud and got a setup where it would last. Because you know, two fifty hours would blow up and constantly instant. You know, you get the water in the you know. So Travis and I figured a whole airbox system out, and we figured out how to get you know no water or no dirt into the radiators to keep it cool. And we would make shields. Dude, I had a whole like setup for. I mean, it may look like a tank when I was when we were running. He's like, oh my god, this is awesome, PT. Number plates in front, and oh man, it was sponges. Well, you got to get creative. Yeah, yeah. And then now yeah, look at now, everybody's got sponges and everybody's got this and duct tape in the front, you know, like I did all that before anybody did, you know. So. We talked a couple days ago, mm-hmm. getting this all set up, mm-hmm. and you were going to break some news to some people. Oh, do I really have to say this? I'm not I, the real Paul I, Turner. I think, that, I think that you do, so. I am not know. the real Paul Turner. I am not yet. <laughs> the real Paul Turner lives in, I think, I think Colorado. Colorado. One of the yeah. two. Listen, I don't draw naked, just so you know. Okay, everybody. <laughs> okay. Not everybody knows Paul that story. I'm the Paul Turner from the 2000 era up for for Duncan Racing. I'm the one that helped develop the PC2000 and the PC2000 pipe, by the way, too. We did a lot of testing with that pipe. A lot of testing. I think I had, what? You guys sent me, I think, like four different, five different types to take the to uh to test yes yeah, yes and, was, uh, and travis like one specific pipe most of the time yeah most of but we did we did change for the tt but we had a tt uh, pipe too that yeah, he liked. tt pipe and yeah. you had a motocross we actually pipe. did the eliminator too we used the eliminator you lose the eliminator on the outdoor stuff yeah across and you use yeah. a version of the eliminator which is called a tso8 pipe Right, the TSO8, right. Travis Bader, oh, there he is. Yep, yep, that's right. Yeah, we developed that whole thing, too. I remember that. Did we even make a TT track that year? You know that? To test TT. I did year. not know that. Yeah, yeah, it was Lou, our buddy Lou that lived in PA. He let us uh, make a TT track in his front yard. So, we you remember TT. going to um, Ashabula and Marty Hart riding? That was a fond memory too. You know what? You're right. I forgot about that race, dude. I missed this year. Last year, I oh, wanted nice. to go. I'm so mad I didn't go. Did you go or no? No, I didn't go. You should have went. LD L- should have went, dude. That's bull. You guys should have went to that because everybody was there, man. It's, it's, it's so hard to work in the business and then you know with our families the way they are now. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's hard to it's hard to travel. Yeah, I was going. Travis and I were going, but I went on vacation that weekend. I went. I left that day to go on vacation. Or I was me and Travis were like, we're going. We're gonna. I'm like, I had a bike. My buddy had a 250R. I called you on this. I was gonna. We were gonna make a 250R for Travis. 
Yep. You know, have him go up there and make Shane hit. So, dude, you know that son of a gun pulled out that bike out of his basement and it started first kick. <laughs> it started it since the last time he put it in there. It's, he put gas in it and started first kick. I'm like, really, dude? He's like, yeah, my start first kick. I'm like, you son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we could never get that lucky, could we? Oh, dude, I'd be pulling freaking carburetor off, cleaning it. It's like, no, nah, my name's pouring gas in it and go. Like, Come on, Shane. Really? Yeah. Oh. He's still fast, dude. Shane hit. God, dang. He's still a little bitty guy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. But he's so fast. He's so naturally talented, that guy. Didn't he drive a race car for a little while? He still is. He still does. Same his son does, too. His oh, son, I think Logan. Son? I think Logan. Yeah, Logan. He still races it. Yeah. Yeah. They have fun with wow. it, you know? Not racing now, though. Catch up with him because I didn't even know he had a son that old. Oh, he's got uh, two, I think. Two sons now that are, they're like up there. One's 19 and one's like 16, I think. I yeah. must be I must be old because I have a 30-year-old, a 28-year-old. My wife goes, ooh. <laughs> My wife just goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I, I'm done. Uh, wow oh that was great oh that was funny i love you too thank you hey you know he's younger than me right really? yeah he's only like 28 years old yeah <laughs> with a 30 year old daughter really yeah, how old are you now what are you 54 i'll be 54 in september 54, yeah, okay. 53, yeah. I'm 48, so we're not in the same spot. We're not that far apart. 48 or 49, 48, right, though? What do you mean? I don't know. Okay, Paul. We're going to have to do this again. Yeah, no problem. We even talk about Yamaha stuff, man. That's okay, though. We will will do this again, and and we'll start with Yamaha and – and That's go fine. through some of the things that uh, you have to tell me about the Yamaha. And- Just remember, Donnie Luce, Yamahas. I still believe blue Yamaha. Okay, Donnie? Just so you know. Okay? <laughs> Hi, Donnie. How are you? Get you too, man. I got to yeah. get with him too. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You definitely got to get to him. I'll talk to him for you. Yeah. You, you know how to get oh, That Yamaha, uh, no, just real quick, is just, I, I can't say enough about it. It's, it's a great bike. So if anybody wants to buy a new quad, buy a freaking Yamaha. That's well, all I have to say. Hey, we won, I, I won my sixth works title on a Yamaha. Yeah. Yeah. You know? See? Yep. Transmissions are tight, everyone. The bike, you can buy it stock, you can race it. It's it's really liable. I mean, Bill Balance and... and and the, and the whole crew and I and Pat Brown and, and Thomas Brown, we worked really hard on making that bike, you know, to where it is today, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, and also and Chad too. Chad had, you know, a good, great part in it too. Now, you know, when he started riding in it and developing it and you know making it better, and you know, it's, it's come a long way, man. That bike's come a long way. And the five valve does make power, just so everybody knows. So I don't want to hear it. All right. <laughs> You gotta get the, you gotta get the right people to do it. Duncan Racing in Alaska to to, to make their thing fast. So, no, it's all good. Well, listen, Lenny, and his name's Lenny, by the way. It's not Leonard. Everyone call him Lenny, just so you know. And a better being in this freaking podcast that will be that his name's Lenny. And Lauren is LD. Everybody, don't call him Lauren. Call him LD. 
Hey, thanks for thanks for coming on ATV Talk, and we'll be in touch to do this again, Paul. Anytime you call me, I'll be here for you, buddy. All right. Thank you very much, sir. Right. You have a wonderful Talk. night. You too, sir. Talk to you. Okay, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk news. See you next time.